I know for sure, like, kind of like I know the sun's going to come up tomorrow. I know that at any given moment, I have what I need. I just need to show up and get all the noise out of the way. So there's room for whatever I need for the moment. And I'm not made any different than anybody else. We're all made that way. We just didn't know we had that app. Welcome to We're Listening to Podcast, a community where all voices are heard. I'm your host, Rob Cook. Join me for a lighthearted show about the human experience with live conversations, discussions, and interviews of some of the newest to the most established 3P practitioners from all over the world. So no matter if you've known the three principles for years or you're new to Daily Insights, we hope each episode will inspire you to demonstrate a community where all voices are heard. That quote that you heard at the beginning was one from Mavis Karn. It was uh, from episode 50 that I will be re-releasing. But part of the reason I'll be re-releasing it is a few things. One of the major reasons is having here recently to make a lot of changes in my life. I went back to that resource because I was not listening as well. (laughs) I had a lot of noise that was going on. So that's why I pulled that particular quote out because it stood out to me. But um, in in making a lot of changes in my business and and showing up in a a new way, um, it's caused me to really get back to the fundamental principle of listening, listening to myself, listening to you know, those around me listening to my heart, you know, that inner, the impact zone that I'm, I'm now pointing people to. Um, so I wanted to, to re-release this episode because of the effect that it had on me, but I didn't want to just re-release it without letting you know <laughs> why I was doing it. But I wanted to also bring you up to date, kind of like what's going on with Mavis. Um, she is still doing some amazing work and she has a new course coming out, her and Azul, that's basically the simple, ordinary, obvious down-to-earth practice of being in service to others. (laughs) I just love that title. But the basis of the course, and it's welcome to anyone who finds themselves in service to others. And they say that you'll learn why the simple choice to be yourselves and is the most powerful choice you can make. You know, you'll learn the art of deep effortless listening. And I really want to highlight, I don't know many teachers that can point to that like Mavis can. And that's, again, another reason I wanted to re-release this. And and also the amazing facilitators, teachers, mentors that we have in our community. And so I want to tap into as much of that knowledge as possible, that wisdom and that guidance as we can and and lock these in as resources. So yes, uh, Mavis Kern is still a beautiful woman out here just helping people wake up to listening, which is impacting their lives. And so I wanted to re-release this episode uh, just to pay her some homage. You call it a, a, a lifetime achievement award type type honor, just for someone who's dedicated her life to helping people uh, live their own life in a better way. So Mavis, I love you. Um, God bless you. And without further ado, oh, oh, got to get you the info on the course. Okay. So <laughs> listen, man, y'all know my mind. All right. So the info on the course is that the course runs um, it's nine courses. They're 90 minutes each. Um, and it's going to be on Thursdays. Times and everything will be be put out. Um, I'll put a link in the bio in the new show notes that, that'll point you to it. But the class starts October 13th. So you want to get in contact with them now for it because it begins very soon. The classes will be recorded. If that was something you were wondering, it's in the um, the information about the class that it will be recorded. So check it out. 
because I don't know another person that can point to deep listening like this. And now, <laughs> without further ado, welcome to today's episode. I will admit, right before we started recording, I was very much fanning out over my guest today. <laughs> I think I'm settled in and we got it all set to go. But ladies and gentlemen, the beautiful Mavis Karn. Um, hello, ma'am. How are you? Well, I'm fine. Does that mean I have to be amazing? <laughs> you just have to be you. That part just comes with uh, it. It's just the ordinary thing. I'm not sure I can pull off <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, for being here today. Um, just an uh, amazing example or demonstration of this understanding, um, especially as you teach us all or point to the importance of listening. Um, that was the first thing I, I heard from you and I heard it, I heard it, um, the importance of it. And I share it with the, the listeners, different stories of being you know, caught up face-to-face in anger, ready to fist fight and hearing, listen, and realizing in just that moment, the only way I could get to this point was I wasn't listening. Um, yeah, I, I just really love how, how simple you make listening um, when, you, when you talk about it. But before we get to that, I, I want to go back to what was it like before it was that simple for you to listen, <laughs> you know, when, when things may have been hard. Well, it was a, a long time ago. Um, <laughs> I just had my 82nd birthday, so I can, I can say about 45 years ago. <laughs> well, happy belated birthday. Well, thank you. I, um, about 45 years ago, I learned about the principles. And before that, I had been... Um, pretty much believing every thought that came into my head and all the drama that goes with that. And as far as my work goes, I um, was traditionally educated in diagnosing people and going back into the past and finding out what was wrong with them and why and who and how and all of that. And um, so that was a lot of hard work to um, relive suffering with people and trying to find a name for it and then say that, okay, that's, that's my job now. I, I know why they feel bad and what's the name of their diagnosis. And I didn't know what to do after that though. I didn't know how to make people be happy. And a lot of that was, I didn't know how to sustain it myself. It wasn't that I was unhappy, but I um, was reactive and um, worried a lot. I had I was a single mom of three kids, and so I I was just being an ordinary person that didn't know how their mind worked. So now I'm an ordinary person that does, but it was very hard to, um, and you know this too. It was, it's very hard to believe that the outside is where, how, what you're feeling inside comes from. And so then you try to fix the outside, which has never worked in the history of human beings. And um, that leads to more trying to figure things out and do things that will never work. So it's exhausting. 
And when I learned, to answer the first question, the way I listened back then was to listen to what people were saying and wonder why they were saying it and try to figure out what they meant. And, and I'd get defensive or I'd get judgmental or I'd, I'd think of something I wanted to say and I'd say that and we'd, it was, I spent all my time listening to my thoughts about what they were saying, but not listening to them. I listened to all the me mental activity that was going on in my own head, but I wasn't listening to them. I didn't know that. I didn't know I wasn't listening to them. I could pretty much repeat everything they said, and I thought that meant I was listening. No, it didn't. It had nothing to do with it. So not long after I started learning about the principles, I was at a workshop um, and a colleague and a friend of mine, Sandra Crott, who's a wonderful woman, she did a little exercise on how to listen. And it just stuck with me. It was, um, I never forgot it. And, and kept catching myself listening to my own head instead of really listening to someone else. And eventually took things that she taught and added my own and tweaked it here and tweaked it there and started doing workshops and how to listen, primarily to set the table for the education about the principles. Because as you know, the principles are so simple it's why we can't understand them. So if, if people have some ideas about how to listen first, to really just clear your head and try things on for size. Don't try to analyze them, don't try to figure them out. Listen to your reactivity and let it go. Listen to your, well, yeah, but what about, and let it go and, and just, Listen until you can feel an understanding. You, you may not be able to explain it or talk about it, but you can feel the truth of things. And that is more likely to happen when you're listening with nothing on your mind than when you're trying to get it or remember it or teach it to somebody else. So... For me, it's, it's where you start. It's, it's um, I know that you, you can teach whatever you're teaching without doing that, but you're gonna save yourself a lot of time and effort if you teach people to listen first. And it's, it's not like it just works when you're, you're teaching people things. It's, what interaction cannot be improved by at least one person in it listening? When you learn to listen, you raise every interaction you're involved with onto higher ground. It's, it's not even that you're trying to do that because listening Deeply listening is way less work than listening from your personal intelligence.
the noise. So, <laughs> it's calm. I had, a, I had a incident. Well, it was I didn't have the incident. My daughter was involved in something that was very scary for her. And when she called me to tell me about it, she was crying. And all I could hear was, all right, check the flights. How much is it going to cost you to get there? Um, okay, move appointments around. Move, and I'm noticing, okay, I have no clue what she's crying about right now. <laughs> but I've planned a trip. Yep. I'm ready to go. We'll figure <laughs> it out there. And then it's kind of like, well, okay, before we do that, how about we listen? You know, and she tells me the story and she's okay. She was just crying when she was telling me the story. Yeah. And it was like, oh you my God. Major dad moment. Yes. Oh, a major dad moment. It was like, but it also, it also showed me she was okay because she's connected to wisdom too, not she's okay because I'll do anything to make sure she's okay as my daughter. Yeah. You know, it was like, oh, wait, no. Like, I know if she had a financial problem, I'll do whatever I need to do to make sure she had it because she's my baby girl, my youngest. But technically, she's connected to find her own wisdom and figure it out. On It was like the first time I saw her as her own human being outside of being my daughter yeah. and could see her well-being, could see she was okay with just how she handled the situation, just how she was explaining to me the story, just how she was telling me um, she was going to go on with her week. And but, you know, Mavis, I'm I'm in my dad moment now. And and I get through that one and wake up. And I was like, oh, OK, OK. Whew. But what do I do next day? I change our communication style. I'm calling. Hey, just checking in. She's like, Dad, I'm OK. Like, I'm still not listening. She's OK, but I'm still not listening because to me. You're supposed to be a little bit scared now because I need you to need me to comfort you as your dad because I'm scared. Yeah. And it was like, whoa, dude, what are you doing? Like, it was just this. But yeah, we're fine now. But that it was one beautiful experience of I thought I knew I thought I knew listening again. But just there is always a deeper listening. What a great, um, what a great catch that you caught yourself. Yeah. And see it for what it was. It's, it's like, it's so common, and I know you know this, when somebody, particularly the people that are closest to it, start telling us a problem, we immediately jump to, I got to fix it. <laughs> and, and then we wonder why they get mad at us when we start offering advice. They just wanted us to listen. Yeah. They didn't want us to fix anything. If they needed advice, they'd ask for it. And, and we sometimes don't realize they have never asked for it. <laughs> if we to, listen back, we'll notice. They've <laughs> yes. never asked for it. That's not what they're after. They just want to be listened to. It's the greatest gift you can give anybody, including yourself. I like that. Because you listen to yourself in order to catch yourself not listening. Yeah, true. <laughs> yes. yeah. I've been having a lot of moments of, of catching myself. I, I was mad at myself the other day 
because I had empathy for what I considered to be a butthole. This guy, he was very rude to this young lady. And, oh, I was mad at him. And I really wanted to tell him until it hit me that I know life happens from the inside out. And if that is the way he's expressing himself, boy, is he hurting. Yeah. He probably needs you to love him, not judge him. Yeah. And I'm just a crying Mavis. I'm just like, no, I cannot have empathy for this butthole. This is not right. You know, but like you say, listening to yourself. So I knew it was true. I knew he was hurting. I knew I was wrong for judging him. I knew all of that when it was happening. But it was kind of like, but it wasn't right what he did. And I wanted to hold on to that story so bad that. Yeah. He cursed a kid. Like I, I, I needed that, and it just kept falling away. And I kept building it back up to stay mad, but it just kept falling away because I, I knew he was just hurting. It's and interesting that you get intolerant of your own habits. Yes. They, they, yes. They come into your head, and you want to follow them, but they feel so god awful. You just right. can't justify them anymore. You keep trying until you finally just give up. Forget it. I'm just not any good at being nasty. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It it doesn't matter that our old habit comes into our head. That's nothing. What matters is we know that that's all it is. And we don't choose to act on it. We make room for our wiser, kinder selves. And I forget that regularly. Just not for long anymore. Yeah. That's okay. I'm it's uh this is as good as I know so far. And I'm up for seeing whatever I need to see to get deeper and better. You know, I think that's what I love most about the um, understanding the principles and the, the work is everything outside in makes me believe I'll master it one day. <laughs> and so it makes the carrot all the more brighter. And you would never believe in looking at it from outside in that you would, or at least I do, find the most joy and peace in my life by knowing I don't know exactly. and being excited about that. <laughs> like, exactly. if I don't know it, what is there to learn? Like, oh my God, like it's, it almost is unrecognizable to me sometimes. Like, it's like, it's like, Rob, it's like, this is the least I'll ever know. Yes, exactly. Like, right now, it's the least I'll ever know. Okay. <laughs> wow, I can hardly wait to see. What's next? Yeah. It's like, it used to be, you asked about what it was like before. It used to be in my old kind of work, I had, I had to take notes for every session. And then when somebody come in, I, I'd look at my notes to see where we left off. And I can't imagine doing that anymore. I can't imagine that. Because God knows what could have happened to somebody in a week. Oh. <laughs> they could be somebody they don't even recognize. Yeah. What are my notes? But, you know, we had to do that back then. So um, now it's like, 
I know for sure, like, kind of like I know the sun's going to come up tomorrow. I know that at any given moment, I have what I need. I just need to show up and get all the noise out of the way. So there's room for whatever I need for the moment. And I'm not made any different than anybody else. We're all made that way. We just didn't know we had that app. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like we have memory that's got our entire past in it. And in my case, you'd think my head would be about the size of a dirigible. I got a lot of past, right? <laughs> it's a story about the best I knew then. That's what it is. I can do nothing about having a better past. And I am so glad that's off my shoulders because I used to be trying to do that all the time. I didn't know that it was nothing. It was just, it was just a, it was a story. And that memory is mine to use as I wish. I can, I can relive the past, which is sometimes fun, but reliving trauma is, I'm not sure what the point of that is, but it's optional. Or I can retell it, which I just find that really helpful. That memory is, um, you know, by the time you get to be 82, you got a lot of stories. And sometimes they're really helpful to people. And they might be stories that you wouldn't want to relive, but you don't have to. You can just retell them. And then they're in service to someone. And what a good use of memory. I, um, I was, I, I think it was emergency management services, <clears throat> the uh, organization that deals with first responders. And they had asked me to come speak. And most of the times it's around PTSD and things like that. And it was uh, a few weeks before that it had hit me. Um, there's this Bahamian um, evangelist named Miles Monroe. And he said that when you don't understand the purpose of something, abuse is inevitable. And it had hit me that I didn't understand the purpose of my memories or my story because I was using it to beat myself over my head, which made abuse inevitable. It was to remind me of how resilient I was because it no longer exists. So it, it, it's my memory that I survived. It's, it's, you've been knocked down, you're standing. So see how strong you are. It's, you went through that don't cry joy. Like it was, it was just a, like you said, a rearranging of, so I started looking at the, when I used to tell stories of bombs exploding or us move, you know, doing movements and a building would be there. And then you come back the next day and it's a crater there, or somebody's not on the team anymore, or, you know, things like that from deployments, they were very terrifying to retail over. But when it, when it hit me and that, that understanding clicked in and I realized it was kind of like this, like going to the shelf. And so we were involved in a mortar attack once in January, you know, back, and then put it back on the shelf right. and not worry about it. Yeah. Like life then was great. You know? Yes. And it's, it's like 
the the vets that I've worked with, I remember one in particular. Um, well, you know how it is when you're working with somebody and the light goes on, mm -hmm. and, yeah. and you have no idea what you said, but something or other, the light went on, and he, and I was talking about memory that it's it's a tool or a weapon. It's yours to use, and he's he'd come in because of some nightmares and stuff he'd had about from being in Iraq and uh, his light went on about that that he didn't know that a memory couldn't hurt him without his permission he did not know that that's a big big thing not to know and he, he saw it so simply and so clear. And he, I talked to him a few weeks later and he'd gone to his group at the vet's hospital and started telling his buddies about that. And that's a way better idea than me doing it. Here's a guy that knew what he was talking about. I mean, I know what I'm talking about too, but I've never been to, Iraq and been in explosions and all that, but he did. And he could see that his memories were like a library, like a your library. Those stories are there too. You can take a book out and hit hit it over your head, or you can just use it in service to somebody. I've been more and more becoming comfortable with the analogies and metaphor of military life and and this understanding um man it you definitely can you can use it as a tool or you can use it as a weapon i mean it is um and it's very actually very interesting how many people don't know that one thing you just said that I you do need permission for that memory to hurt you I didn't know that. Yeah, me either. I, I had, thought I didn't have. I thought it was wasn't up for option. Like it, you just had to be hurt by. It. Yeah. I thought my memories were more powerful than I am. Nope. I love that. I do. You know, if we get good enough, Rob, and we can get tell enough people this, there won't be any war. Because what is war other than a bunch of people taking their worst thoughts seriously and acting on them? Us versus them. Mm -hmm. The us but, versus them. But we don't want to. Uh, I know sometimes I, I think um, I just I'm not doing enough. I just I want to reach more people and then I remember I wouldn't say that to somebody else. I wouldn't say, you know, you're not doing enough. That just being ourselves and showing up in the best feeling we can find is like a healthy epidemic. It changes every interaction you have. 
And that goes on and on and on and on. So we don't want to think that just, um, just being ourselves isn't enough. It's, it's the only thing. so many amazing things today i'm going to ask you to go with me one more time <laughs> All right. um the, the whole community the, the ones that listen to this uh a lot of the practitioners are new to this understanding and then there are some practitioners who've been around for a while i'm going to ask you to share where people can find you um and with new programs or anything that's coming but i would like you just to share a piece of inspiration um, with anybody. And when I say community, I, I want to be clear that I'm saying anybody from this end to that end who understands what Sydney Banks was pointing to with mind, thought, consciousness for this understanding how we wake up. Not whether you're in this club, that club, or we like you, we don't like you. I'm not, that's not for me. That whoever wants to play that game can. I'm saying for any and everybody who sees this understanding and is trying to help suffering. Uh, help in human suffering, you know, just a, a piece of inspiration to them. I can tell you, I can tell you a story of being with Sid. Um, I did a, some years ago, I did a two-year program teaching this to kids in prison. That's where that, the secret came from. Anyway, um, in the middle of doing it, Sid came to town and some of us went out to lunch for him and with him and he, I guess somebody had told him I'd been working with kids in prison because he wanted to hear stories. He loved stories. So I thought, stories, oh, okay. Do I have any stories? And, and so, you know, I'd just been doing my work. I wasn't thinking about stories. And so it came to mind a couple of the, the kids and what had happened with them. And um, I and I must have been t telling these stories as kind of just matter of fact kind of reporting. Because he reached over and he put his hand on my arm and he said, don't ever get used to the miracles, dearie. And I, I got kind of embarrassed because I hadn't seen the depth of the things that had been happening. It wasn't that I didn't see that we were making progress. I did, but I, I was kind of listening to my own stories and going, excuse me, holy shit, this is, this is amazing. And he was right. I had I had seen the miracles as uh, ordinary. Not anymore. It's, um, but you, people really need to understand the miracle is who we already are. It's, all we have to do is be who we already are. And that, that doesn't mean your ideas who you are, your personality or your 
culture, your background, or any of that. That's that's dressing. Who you really are is made of God stuff. You have everything you need. You are an absolute perfect version of you. There's nothing to fix. There's nothing to repair. And just even if you don't believe that, because most people can build a case for the fact that they're broken and stupid and not enough and all that. Because they've got all this proof in their background, right? Yeah. None of it's true. It's just a story of the best they knew. So if you, if you could just, even if you don't believe me, just entertain the idea I might be right. You don't have to believe it. Just 98% of you don't believe it. Just if there's just 2% of you that's willing to consider the possibility I might be right about that, that's enough. Because it leaves the door open to the unknown. And that's where all the good stuff is. Thank you for listening to today's episode. For more information about the podcast, please go to 3pgc.org. If you're looking for more information about how to become a practitioner or you want to be featured on the show as a new, fresh voice in the principles, send us an email at info at 3pgc.org. We'd love to hear from you. Knowing there is no end or limitation, nor are there boundaries to the human mind, have the day you deserve.